everyone and welcome to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter and joining me as always is Tim. Uh, hello. <laughs> this is a horror movie podcast that we talk about horror movies every week. Uh, we get together, we've watched the movie, we talk about it, it's really that simple. Today's movie is none other than 1BR, which is a, a new release from uh, like a month or two ago. Uh, mm-hmm. It came out yeah, it came out in April uh, by the time it came out. So, it's, I mean, it does say 2019 IMDb, but it's one of those things where it was at festivals or whatever early. Uh, but it's really a 2020 release. Uh, so, we'll start spoiler-free as we always do. The premise of this film is that uh, this young woman named Sarah moves into a complex in Los Angeles. She's sort of making a fresh start. She wants to be a, a costume designer. And she basically breaks one of the rules that they've, they've got like a, a rule a clause in the the tenants agreement that's you know she's not allowed pets uh much as you can see behind me in the video version you can see uh, my own mr giles which by the way <laughs> her cat's called giles uh <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we just because the knowledge the hit television show buffer the vampire slayer right now mm-hmm. and get it out of the way of course i mean you get double giles in this movie because i believe one of the actors is named giles as well oh really oh you're right yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh it's all jails all the time in this movie oh, hello. interesting but it's a it's a um it's a it, I, I like it's a little bit on the nose though because it's like all right you name it after you know one of the most famous watchers and then you have a movie where people are watching you like all right that was that was tenuous at best <laughs> tell you it's the best uh so yeah she she has a cat she's not allowed to cat and basically what i'm t- I'm telling you here is essentially what was in the trailer is that you know maybe the neighbors are, are going to be scary intimidating maybe they're going to torment her because she's broken the the agreement but the trailer i'll, I'll give the trailer credit here the trailer doesn't really go too far into it because this movie sure. from about the 25 30 minute mark everything was basically new and wasn't in the trailer from that point on. Uh, yeah, I, I was pretty surprised uh, where it ended up going. Because I expected from the trailer that this was going to be like just a slow bell where she thinks the neighbors are doing things for like most of the movie, and it would only be the last like maybe twenty minutes where all hell breaks loose and we find you know, or if it's assuming it's really happening. For but it actually, from about the thirty minute mark onwards, it kind of just goes straight into an idea, which it kind mm-hmm. of kept quiet in the trailer, which. You know, I'll give it a compliment for it. I'll, I'll, I'll commend it and say the the trailer did a good job of not revealing too much, which totally. uh, is rare in this day and age. Yeah. So obviously, I'm not going to reveal it just now. We'll keep that for spoilers. So unfortunately, mm-hmm. the spoiler-free section of this may have to be a bit later than usual because we can't talk about what most of the movie is. But yeah. mm-hmm. uh, we could definitely give uh, sort of impressions of quality and a lot of the you know the, the elements like you know acting, direction, blah blah blah, all the usual stuff. So, Tim, uh, how did yeah. you feel about 1BR? Uh, I was a little disappointed, uh, to be honest. Uh, I, I, I mean, in part because uh, I got, like, a little bit of a hype about this. Like, I saw a lot of people saying, like, oh, hey, this is, like, really cool, like, little surprise indie film. It's, like, you know, really great and stuff. So I, I had high hopes for it. And ultimately, I think it's fine. Um you know it's serviceable i don't think it's like horrible or any way i think you know it has an interesting idea but um you know it's uh i think the the story is is probably you know its biggest um you know thing that it has like going for it uh because i do think it is an interesting story but um yeah i mean ultimately i don't think like you know it's something that is 
like you know didn't really stand out as having like a lot of style or you know the characters seemed a, a little bland uh you know what i mean um but i mean i don't want to be super negative because it's not like horrible or anything it's just yeah i watched it i was like okay that's fine yeah i mean i may i might go slightly higher and say instead of just saying it's fine i'll say it's all right uh yeah. <laughs> which i don't know i don't know how much more positive people will count that for but <laughs> basically to say that i think it's it's not bad and like you say i think the story and its side its core ideas are probably the best thing that it's got going for it i, I mean i thought some of the, the cast were all right as well to be fair but the it kind of it feels like this weird in-between thing where as, as i was watching especially as it was getting towards the ending i could uh, like i could almost see and this is this is unfair to any movie to say this <laughs> but i could almost see the hitchcock version of this movie as i was getting mm-hmm. to the end of it and i could see like how this would work with a Hitchcockian sensibility, and mm-hmm. immediately I thought, yeah, that would benefit this movie so much. Or even something like The Invitation. Like, I could see The Invitation, mm-hmm. uh, like, I, you know, the, the, the creators behind that, if they tackled this, maybe it would mm-hmm. it would go that one step further. But... I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I was, I was going to say, it, it kind of, it feels like it's conflicted between the good movie that it almost, I mean, it kind of is, but it's, it's, not, it's never great. It's definitely never great, I'll say. Right. It's kind of conflicted between the great movie that it could be and doesn't get a million miles away from, and then also just how every kind of like VOD directed video like yeah. horror movie feels these days, which is a little bit in the 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 bland side. Now that said, though, I do feel like and that's what's frustrating about this is that there's a lot of elements that I think are annoyingly close to actually feeling. Like they're they're unique because I said that it feels like every VOD direct video horror movie, and it does to a point. But mm-hmm. there is almost a sense here where I, I could almost just just with a slight nudge. There's just a slight nudge in the style and the look of the movie because I, mm-hmm. I think yeah, this doesn't want to feel like it's, it looks like Texas Chainsaw. That, that's not the the, the the visual style that this movie sure. needs or wants. So it's not again far off from what I think it should feel like in terms of mm-hmm. its, its its ideas. I feel like ultimately the suspense itself is just kind of lacking and mm-hmm. maybe the, the, the core character journey just needed to be a little bit tighter, a little bit stronger so that I was really mm-hmm. rooting for the character. Uh, I will say this though, I mean, given the way it starts, like the opening 20 minutes, I don't think you're expecting just how, uh, I don't even want to say extreme, just, just how much it commits to its idea. When it commits to its totally. idea, it really mm-hmm. commits. Like it really goes down that path. But yeah. No, uh, yeah, I mean, to, to piggyback off some of the things you said, um, I, I definitely feel like I, I saw, like, shades of other movies in here. Like, mm-hmm. there was some stuff like, um, you know, the the invitation and, like, um, maybe some, like, Midsommar uh, kind of uh, beats that it reminded me of. But I think, you know, unfortunately, one of the big problems is, is uh, yeah, at least... You know, because it's not like it's ripping stuff off, but it just like reminded me of some of these other movies. But those other movies have such a, you know, distinct like, you know, like feel and style to them um, that, yeah, I feel like this is one of the big things this is lacking. Um, and, you know, I don't want to be too hard on it because, you know, obviously it's, you know, a smaller indie movie. So it's, you know, I- I'm sure, you know, that they didn't have like a huge budget and everything. Yeah, but to, to be fair, Tim, so was Halloween. So. <laughs> True, true, true. Yeah, but uh, well, I mean, that's yeah. Uh, that's like um, 
yeah, one of the weird things uh, I, I well always kind of frustrates me about like these, uh, like I think you, you had a good point when you're saying these kind of VOD movies all have like a similar kind of bland look, uh, but you know, there's been, you know, like small independent movies, like, you know, for the last 40, 50 years that, you know, uh, have not had this look that well, have actually looked like really good. And I guess, is that, you know, the difference between film and digital, you know, like, I may uh, be part of that. And maybe people, you know, you don't have cinematographers who are really like, I don't know, talented, I guess. I mean, that's was a bit harsh. Mm-hmm. I, the sad part is, is I, first of all, I just want to, I want to just before I forget, I just want to say Midsommar, because you said that really Midsommar. <laughs> Midsommar. Midsommar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, you have, because uh, I don't want to be too harsh on this, because I do actually think the direction right. and the look is, I don't know feels too harsh, but it's very serviceable. But I mean right, that in right. a complimentary mm-hmm. way, because there's a lot of these VOD movies that do feel even more, like, that's true. Like, feel feel yeah. very more kind of like just the basics, whereas this feels like no, it's going a bit beyond that, but it doesn't go enough <laughs> to actually feel like it's got a real style either. It's kind of in this weird true, middle true. ground. Yeah. Uh, and but now you're right. Like if you if, like, I mean, independent horror. This is the weird thing. We talk about these like cheap VOD movies, but like, yeah, I, I just jokingly said, yeah, Halloween was a cheap independent movie. So was Texas Chainsaw. So was yeah. Phantasm. So was like <laughs> a, a lot of the classics we we think of were made for next to no money by people who were, you know, relatively speaking, amateurs and yeah, just just did it because they really believed in what they were doing and had the talent to pull it off. And mm-hmm. I, I do, yeah, there is almost a sterilization of the low budget movie that, and maybe it is through like maybe it's harder to get a, a distinct look on digital. I I don't know. Maybe maybe it is, but. I don't feel like it should be the case, though. I feel like you could still do something with it. Uh, but yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe more of these... Maybe maybe all this movie needs is to be shot in 16mm. Maybe it's all it needs just look a, look a bit rougher and feel a bit scratchier. And maybe we'd we'd get something out of it then. You're back, Tim. You're back. You froze for a second. You're back. Yeah. <laughs> as I, as, as, uh, I can kind of hear you, but it's just garbled a little bit. That's all right. I I was just saying that maybe all needs a sixteen millimeter. You know, if it just looked a bit scratchy, felt a little bit rougher. Maybe yeah. Maybe that's half of what it needs is just a little bit of something. It doesn't feel like every other, mm-hmm. you know, digital shot movie that we get these sure. days. Yeah. Um. Because I I think without the distinct look that because and it's not like every movie that was shot in film looked the same. It it didn't. They all had kind of distinct looks themselves. But I think because so many movies look the same now that all the other elements yeah. have to really make up for it and really it has to be distinct and, and story. It has to be that much stronger in character and all these other things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I, I don't know. Again, this feels kind of harsh because I don't want to discourage right, any right, right. independent filmmakers from going and trying to do the best they can and no, make no, something no, definitely. So, No, yeah, definitely not. Like, yeah, like, you know, I, I feel... Uh, I mean... Like, really, like, any time, you know, it, it it feels so much easier to, you know, really rag on, you know, some big, you know, over-budget Hollywood movie, because it's like, yeah, I mean, who cares about those people? It's probably made by, like, you know, some faceless boardroom or whatever, but, you know, it, it always, like, you know, um, feels a little weird when you're, like, yeah, just kind of, you know, picking on, like, a little guy that, you know, probably just, you know, really wanted to, you know, make this movie, um... But, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a shame because it, it feels like 
Because nothing in this movie is is particularly stupid. I mean, I'm sure someone who's like oh, jaded yeah. will will pick something apart, but there's nothing that came off as laughably bad. There's there's nothing that mm-hmm. that straight struck me as being like a really ill-conceived idea. Like it feels like it's got a you know a message. It's got some themes that it's playing with. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I could feel kind of the the social commentary at work as I was watching it, and that's always good to yeah. have some subtext, uh, especially in a horror movie. But, I was never bored throughout it. Like you know, mm-hmm. I was always you know in- engaged and wanted to see where it was going. I guess what we're really saying here is it's a good streaming movie. <laughs> yeah, if, no, if, totally. it ha- if it happens to be on Netflix or Prime or whatever, yeah, yeah sure, put it on. You're not gonna have a yeah. bad time. But yeah, without a doubt, <laughs> you know. But actually paying to own it or you know, I mean, it's not. I wasn't in theaters, but if it was, yeah, like I, yeah, I can't really, you know see myself watching this uh again you know yeah. at least definitely not anytime soon i'm not mad i watched it though and that's not something right, i can yeah. say for a lot of the stuff we <laughs> we try on totally here. so you know that's worth something that's yeah. that's that really is worth something it's, it's kind of like what we're saying we were talking about uh what movie was it recently but we said that it's just good it's not great but that's okay mm-hmm. we need more just good movies not everything has to be true. Yeah. a knockout and that's you know maybe doesn't quite go completely into good territory but it's kind mm-hmm. of on the line it's kind of like doing okay yeah there so <laughs> for what that's worth there you go mm-hmm. uh, well uh, i mean yeah it's it's kind of weird i don't know like we do kind of live in a time of extremes like everything is the most amazing thing ever or you know the suckiest piece of suck <laughs> you know that's ever sucked <laughs> so like the boy yeah no <laughs> but uh so I, I feel like oh heavens no <laughs> <laughs> that got a stronger reaction the boy two got a stronger reaction than the boy one all right all right yeah I, I see like all these people like getting excited about like tenant even though it's like you know like you still want to go to like and every time i see someone you know say that they're willing to risk going to a theater in the middle of a pandemic to see tenant like my first thought is always like come on guys it's not the boy three like <laughs> you know oh <laughs> uh, how do i respond to that oh, there's no response to that we just have to move on uh, i think we're ready to talk but, about uh, oh, yeah okay, well the, the, just the the point i was making is that um yeah like i i feel like since everything is, is usually kind of like you know uh on the extreme uh side of things that sometimes when something is just okay or down the middle like i don't know people feel even more dismissive of that you know but there's yeah. nothing wrong with being yeah just good just fine <laughs> no no i mean it means that yeah it's probably gonna be that memorable I, I doubt like you know maybe it'll be in consideration for the low end of our top 10 for 2020 depending on what comes out or something like that yeah and then but after that yeah i expect we'll never think about it again Sure. Uh, unfortunately even though i do think it's got some ideas and i i kind of like the vibe of some of the elements of it so yeah i, I think this is the point where we'll say mm-hmm. we'll get the spoiler section before we do that though i'll take this time to thank our patreon producers for the month so thank you to david short tyler harris allison m4 day cindy palaces and board now uh, they are all patrons at a 20 dollar tier or above uh, which makes them producers but you of course can support us for as little as one dollar per month at patreon.com slash tv and you get a bonus exclusive episode of Streams After Midnight every month. Uh, we just recently did, uh, what, Project Metal Beast? <laughs> was the last <laughs> yeah. one we put out, at least at the time of recording. The next one might be out by the time that this uh, goes up. But, yeah, so go go check out. There's a back catalogue now of about 17 episodes that are exclusive uh, to patrons. 
So just $1 a month will get access to those. At the $5 tier, you get early access to all the movie review episodes by a day, and you get to vote once per month on one of the episodes as well. You always get four choices, and everyone gets to vote, and it's a fun time. And that's how we end up doing garbage like Rumpelstiltskin. So thank you very much. Uh, but yes, full spoilers then for for uh, 1BR. So, so here's the thing. So she moves in. Uh, all the stuff from the trailer where she's sneaking in the cat and it kind of, I was like, oh, something bad's going to happen to the cat. And, yeah. You know, the cat does get put in the oven and we don't really see it, but it's still... Wesker was on my lap when I was watching this and I just sort of held him close. So I was like, oh, my pretty cat. My pretty cat. You're okay. Uh, but from there, you know, very quickly, like, when she tries to kind of question things or... I mean, even in fact, just as soon as this happens, like the good-looking kind of neighbor who's been, you know, kind of nice to her, maybe flirting a little bit, you know, immediately shows up with a syringe and tries to, like, tie her down, and it's like, okay, this is escalating much quicker than I thought. I, I thought there was going to be a section after the cat where she's just sort of nervous and looking around at her neighbors and, like, who is it? Who's the, who's the one? Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of thought that it was going to be like that throughout most of the movie where there was going to be like a list of rules and it was like, you know, each one she would break in like some slight way and then, mm. you know, it'd have, you know, this kind of horrible consequence. But uh, yeah, I'm surprised that, you know, that they don't go that way and that, yeah, it is fairly quickly that it's like, you know, it escalates and shows you what the, the movie is about. I do got to say, though, like, come on, lady, like you like the, the you know i've lived in apartments and stuff and like you, you can't hide a pet like that's like tough like you know landlords are always coming in and out like people are gonna hear like meowing and smell like litter and stuff like she she didn't think this through it, it annoyed me uh i actually have friends who have literally had the fact that they have two cats from the landlord successfully may i add no, they're idiots <laughs> and <laughs> criminals. <laughs> and then the neighbors are all cool with it. The neighbors even hate the cats when there's an inspection. It's all, you know, it's all, it's all in the up and up. Yeah, I mean, I had like, uh, like, uh, I mean, I, I mean, I don't know, you know, how, uh, how much effort they put into it, but like, I mean, I feel like our landlord like came in like so often because you know we'd always have stuff that was broken or need fixed or you know we you know how like you know roommate would move out and then he would need to come in and inspect stuff that's like it, it seems like it'd be such a headache to have to keep up that charade nah i don't think landlords uh need to show up as much uh because typically speaking mm -hmm. if something needs fixed it's not the landlord who does it they'll call someone who doesn't care about mm -hmm. what the rules are they just you know they'll call um, i mean usually <laughs> for us it would be our actual <laughs> landlord no. uh no very rarely and if there's mm -hmm. an actual inspection to make sure you've not ruined the place that's always like you always know about that in advance it's never a spot because they have to make sure yeah. someone's in they can't just wander in when no one's right. in. yeah so uh anyway uh, uh, i did not expect that to be tim's core problem with the, the movie uh all, all i was thinking yeah you defy those rules you keep that cat happy um but yeah so we'll go back and like, fill in some of the blanks for the early stuff but they mm. so from here she's put in a room like a blank empty room and She's told to put her hands up against the wall from the leader, who's been very nice to her as well, and and the sort of the blonde guy, uh, uh, Brian. Uh, Jerry's the leader as well, and you know it's, it's Brian and Jerry, so it's not Ben and Jerry, it's Brian and Jerry. Just remember that. Uh, but and they're like, okay, you're putting your hands up there, you're putting your legs back, almost as if she's getting ready to be searched by the police or something like that. Uh, mm -hmm. And he's like, okay, so this is a this is a, a position that's designed to cause stress. You're going to be in pain. 
after a few minutes and then mm-hmm. and i know you're going to be it's going to feel unbearable in about an hour and while that light's on you have to be like this and when the light goes off you can rest but you're not allowed to you know otherwise thing and she tries to resist but then mm-hmm. the creepy guy that's been kind of staring at her lester who's got like, the glasses with the one eye patch on he comes in and it mm-hmm. turns out the reason why he's missing an eye is because he tried to resist this and we quickly get the the idea that everyone who lives here goes through this conditioning process that's what the movie is mm-hmm. and you know and at the end of the movie i was like okay we're totally going to get her broken down and either it'll be the ending at this point and it wasn't it actually is earlier and then there's more of an ending mm-hmm. afterwards but i thought oh the mm-hmm. ending of this could totally be that she becomes conditioned and it's it ends with her like kind of luring the next victim out of the trap you know she'll be like mm-hmm. th- th- it actually goes further than that and she has more of a i'll say happier ending i guess we'll see yeah <laughs> uh, but you know it's, it's all about this conditioning and this torture and her like having to go through this to like prove she can and she she does actually after a couple of days eventually fall down she gets like these milkshakes or like protein shakes like through mm-hmm. the door and like a bedpan to like you know do the toilet but she does mm-hmm. eventually after like three days of doing this on and off like collapses and they nail her hands to the wall uh to as a punishment and we find yeah. out that a lot of the others also have these like marks in their hands because they also uh, failed at least one point. Uh, mm-hmm. So what I thought was interesting about this this sort of point is that okay, this is going way deeper into this idea than I thought it was. Like that, this movie, yeah. it, it's so early on in the movie that it it takes this turn that okay, this is just this is what the movie's about. Like I, I thought it was going to be an hour of like suspecting the neighbors, and we're mm. already at no, they're a goddamn cult and they're yeah brutalizing her yeah. to to condition her in. Yeah, it essentially becomes like a cult movie where I thought it might be a, um, like possibly even like supernatural movie or something like you know where like oh. something about this complex where like you have to follow the rules or, you know, or you're just you know, taking care of the boy. What's the rules? <laughs> and what can I say? I love my rules. Uh, but uh, no, like yeah, I was surprised. <laughs> that uh it does like take this turn and then and like you said like it fully commits to it like it's not like you know uh oh this is a you know like uh the backdrop uh, of the movie or whatever it's like oh no th- we're fully in and we're gonna explore this idea to the fullest yeah because I, I actually one of the elements i really liked and i almost wish they went into it more is the idea that the guy who started these rules is like a book that keeps getting passed around to this guy who started oh, yeah. this, this the, the four fundamentals of mm-hmm. a better community and we see like mm-hmm. like kids of like in, in like a little classroom who are being mm-hmm. shown videos interviews with this guy who started this explaining the rules of this in a, like a chat show and it felt you know I, and i kind of dug that vibe this idea of like this crazy dude from the 70s who had this idea to make the world a better place of yeah. everyone is selfless mm-hmm. everyone watches out for each other everyone but everyone also watches each other for security reasons and everyone is punished but then forgiven immediately once they've been punished like all these things but it's all very brutal it's all very cult-like and mm-hmm. gradually they let sarah like do more and more things where she's kind of like trusted to be around and it's like they keep giving her lie detector tests the idea being that every single time they do it they ask her if she wants to be a part of the community still and she mm-hmm. says she, she says yes at one point says well and it's clearly a lie she's like well i want to want to i just don't want it yet but the whole idea is that she's been broken down over time and okay and she keeps being told she's got a purpose here she's got a purpose in this community mm-hmm. that's why they want her and 
it gets to this point where she eventually does break down and says yes and it's after there's an old woman there who she's been helping like before she knew what was going on she was helping this old woman who's a little bit senile and needs help moving around and her medication and whatnot mm-hmm. and this old woman actually basically lets them kill her because she's like, mm-hmm. she can't serve the community anymore and she has to mm-hmm. sit there and like sort of hold her hand as this woman dies and she's like distraught about it but the heart to heart she has afterwards kind of like finally convinces her that no i want to be in this community i want to be a part of this mm-hmm. and she gets this little welcoming party because she's now finally finished her initiation she gets like branded behind the ear with a symbol Oof, yeah and they're like okay so this is it and she's like okay sarah you want to know what your purpose is here because we had a purpose for you and then they bring out the creepy guy, Lester, who's been kind of staring at her from a distance. And it's like, this is Lester. And he lost his wife a couple of years ago to cancer. And mm-hmm. as soon as he saw you, he said, she reminds me of my Jessica. So mm-hmm. you're going to be a great couple. And <laughs> then make some sort of kiss in front of everyone. And it's, it's like, it, it's actually uncomfortable and creepy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, okay. So it's this idea that even though she's kind of accepted the community, now she's been forced into this role that she doesn't want. And it's you know obviously i think the the satire here the, the way this is working it was especially when he takes her back to their apartment now because now she's going to live with him and mm-hmm. it's quite sinister where he's in the bedroom and he's saying hey come in come in closer and there's an interruption and we'll get to what the interruption is in a bit but when she comes back later it turns out what he was trying to show her in the bedroom is that he's made a little sewing space for her because she likes to make dresses she likes to design dresses and, mm-hmm. and costumes and it, He's actually been oddly kind of sweet, despite the fact that he's kind of been this creepy guy who's been watching from a distance. And yeah. there's, a, there's a line here that really stuck out to me that kind of just clicked out of place what this movie's really about in a lot of ways. Maybe there's a lot of things that people can read into, but he mm-hmm. says that for the first few years, he wanted to escape or kill himself, and he hated it, and he wanted to leave. Mm-hmm. And the, Jessica is the one who sort of convinced him that this was his life, and it could be a good life. And he's like, this is our life, and it could be a good life. And I'm like, yeah. okay, so really all this, 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 you know, this, uh, cult, this, this community, this, this, uh, complex is, it's just, it's essentially just an analogy for, like, the system and society and how we're kind of mm-hmm. beat down into fulfilling our roles in society and we're, we're told we can't make it further. Because it was the same again with, uh, later on when the friend from earlier in the movie, which we'll get into, Lisa, uh, you know sarah says something really harsh to her later where she's like well you're 38 and you really think you're still going to be an actress no you're like this is your role this is the best option you have right now that you're ever going to have is to be a part of this community so it it really is about kind of beating someone down into like taking their place in the in society that they've been they've been given someone's decided that they belong to so the idea that mm-hmm. she's been given to this guy is like, okay, you're now his girlfriend, you're now his wife, this is what you are now, and you have to fulfill this role. And you, it's like, but as if you accept that, you'll be happy. And it's kind of like, if you just mm-hmm. accept what's given to you, you'll be happy and never never want to be anything else. You know, never want to be more than that. Uh, yeah. So obviously the conclusion of the movie is very much going to be about like her eventually breaking out of this. Because there's a lot of stuff at the start of the movie mm-hmm. where her boss because she's like a temp at a law firm or whatever her boss kind of you know pushes her over a lot makes her do extra work with no overtime things like that mm-hmm. and lisa keeps saying hey it's your life you know make your choices and, and mm-hmm. all these things so that's kind of what the movie's building up to is her finally saying no so it's, it's kind of that thing where it presents it in a really normal way where she's kind of a pushover and then the whole point is at the end of the movie she's in the most extreme of circumstances she sort of fights back and says no this is my life i will not let you dictate what it is or who i am 
Uh, yeah. So, I mean, the core <laughs> idea and the message is there, and there's obviously some other details we have to get into, but... Uh, mm-hmm. So, I, I respected... Like, I think that's a really strong... You know, it's a strong foundation. Yeah. It's a strong foundation for what the movie is and wants to be, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. No, totally. Um, yeah, like, you can see, like, a lot of... Like, you know, made me think of stuff like, uh, you know, like, jobs I've had or, or whatever, where it's like... Um, yeah, like, you know, this, I don't like this, it sucks, but, like, you know, at the same time, it's like, well, I guess I can do it and be comfortable, and, yeah, it's kind of, like you're saying, like, it's, you know, you can make a life here, <laughs> you know, uh, by doing this kind of stuff, but, uh, yeah, it's, um, I, I'm surprised that, uh, like, it, it does feel like she you know is willing to accept it like you know uh kind of circumstances come together you know where she breaks free and you know just you know decides to make her escape and stuff but i kept thinking that we were going to see more hints of like okay she's just playing along until she gets her chance and there was like a little bit stuff like that at first but then it does feel like there is a point where you know oh hey she actually might be settling in and like this you know if I think yeah, she was. Of... I, I think that actually makes the the story kind of work better, actually, because it's mm-hmm. kind of like the whole point is is that she, you know she she escaped like her father, who that's kind of what the elves were not mentioned yet is that her father yeah. like cheated on her mom when her mom was dying of cancer, and she's kind of got an estranged relationship <laughs> with him now. And her dad eventually shows up at one point to try and like make amends with her and wants to like sort of be back in her life, and she doesn't really want to accept it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's kind of this weird weird sort of uh, double edged thing where she's she has to, like, make him go away and never come back or they're going to kill him mm-hmm. because he, he'll know too much. Uh, so she has to actually confront him, but through coercion <laughs> and not the way that she should naturally do it, which is kind of an interesting idea. Yeah. But the whole idea is that, like, she, she relied on her father and now she's going to rely on this community and she shouldn't. She should be independent and she should be all these mm-hmm. things. And from there, the, the, the movie kind of... Like I think the ultimate point is is that she actually did get tempted by it. She wanted to be this comfortable thing, you know. Mm-hmm. When when Lester like explains the you know the, the whole this is our life, this can be our life, we can be happy. She sits mm-hmm. down next to him and sort of holds his hand, and it's kind of like she has accepted it. Like this is the easy choice. This is the easy way out to just accept that this is what it is and just go from mm-hmm. here. And it's not until like she has to be a part of like indoctrinating someone new and specifically Lisa, the, the person who she was friends with at the start of the movie, because part mm-hmm. of the process is to make sure no one comes looking for her is that they like hijack her or like her phone and her social media and stuff and make sure everyone mm-hmm. hates her. That everyone, you know, doesn't like her and doesn't want to come looking for her. And Lisa ends up coming in and she's going through the same process. And it's like this, this thing where she, she sees her come in and we get like a montage where we're going through the early parts where they're watching her on the cameras and they're doing the same thing. And it's when she's in the room, supposedly doing the, you know, the hands in the wall thing, but she's fighting it because as we see from the start of the movie, Lisa is someone who fights this kind of thing. She always is, you know, she's not mm-hmm. a pushover like, like Sarah was. And Sarah even points that out. She, when the boss tried to make her do extra work, Sarah, or uh, sorry, Lisa would be like, no, no, I'm going to leave it three or I'm going to do this. Like, yeah, <laughs> almost too far in the other direction where she feels like she's <laughs> like she's, she's not a good employee, but still, uh, she she but she you know, she keeps fighting back, and eventually they send in Sarah, who Lisa's not seen here yet. Lisa thinks Sarah's long gone, and she comes in. We have this scene where she's like, "No, this is a good place. I'm happy here. You you know, you're going to have to accept this, and you're going to be thankful you did." And she's like, "No, you're you're scared. You you've just swapped one captor for another. This is this is not good at all. You you hate this. This is horrible." 
Mm-hmm. And it's not until, you know, like, uh, what's his name? Jerry is going to nail Lisa in the ear. She's, she's got literally a chisel for a year. Mm-hmm. And she's making making Sarah hold the chisel. Mm-hmm. That, you know, Lisa says, hey, it's your life. It's your life that she makes the choice to stab stab Jerry instead. So that's kind of her moment where she says, no, I'm not going to do this. I can't do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, yeah, I mean, it, it does have that core character story that I think it definitely needs. And I think yeah. it's, mm-hmm. it's relatively successful. It's just, it's just not, I don't know. I guess I could just go further with it. I could be more invested in it. Mm-hmm. I could be more of a, like, a, you know, because that, that, that should be an F.E.A. moment, right? That should be a, an yeah. F.E.A. She, <laughs> she's finally fighting back and not just, not just going into the trappings, not just accepting her place in the mm-hmm. world that she's been told that that's what she is and that's all she can be. She, she's fighting out of it. And, um, and there is kind of a, a sweet moment that follows because, I mean, there's, there's the shocking death of Lisa because Jerry's not quite dead and he just shoots on the back of the head and tries to yeah. convince uh, Sarah to stay and whatever. Sarah, like, you know, fights back, uh, shoots Jerry, or stabs him multiple times, but sorry, and then takes his gun and then comes out into the place. And there's, there's a sort of... I actually quite like this scene where like, a lot of the community are surrounding her and they're kind of trying to like talk her out. So there's even one person comes running at her with like a knife because she shoots. Yeah, and like like this is the kind of point where you know she's like, oh, like hey, like we're free, we can escape now. And then it has like, you know, uh, feels like a, you know, I, I don't know, maybe like a like kind of like old classic like sci-fi kind of twist where it's like you know like oh like you know we don't want to escape no we like it here and um yeah it wasn't just this one guy that's controlling us you know it's uh <laughs> there's much more and we're happy to be part of it yeah i mean i, I guess you can maybe kind of stretch this and say that all the people who are, are who are already indoctrinated and don't want to leave who genuinely still want to stay even after jerry's dead because it doesn't matter who the leader is. Because you know, Jerry didn't start this. It was the guy from like, the 70s that started it. Like, yeah. Jerry's just, you know, the run, one running this place. Um, like, you could maybe stretch this out and say that this, is, that, this almost represents people who are conditioned not to challenge authority and like, the government and not to challenge the way things are. Uh, mm-hmm. Who are just like, oh, accepting that this is this is the way things are. This is, this is you know... We, we we don't have free healthcare because that's the way it's supposed to be and, and nothing else would work like it, it, it wouldn't work so this is how we do it <laughs> like yeah you know it, that's just an example i mean i'm not trying to make a specific statement <laughs> right 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 yeah i mean i think there's something to that where you know people do um kind of favor like you know being comfortable uh versus you know the unknown so like yeah. the idea of like yeah, I mean, maybe we're trapped here, but at least we know what the deal is versus, like, we have to go out into, like, you know, the big, scary, unknown world, like, alone. Like, no, we don't want that. Like, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it, and it can be kind of frustrating, like, you know, um, especially you can kind of see see it in her, like, in the end when she's like, what are you talking about? Like, no, like, we, we're free, we're free. And then, yeah, the idea that people don't want that, uh, it can be kind of maddening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so... I mean, the themes are there, which is great. Uh, sure. yeah. I, I, you know, I, I can't fault that. So there's a whole thing here where she's running to the exit with the gun. She's, she's got the little beeper thing that, that Jerry had to open the front door, and right. she gets there and she actually gets one like one half of her body outside the door, but she gets grabbed and I'll say the mob just grab her, and you know it's actually Lester 
who has the gun at this because she drops the gun lester picks up the gun and sarah says just shoot me just just shoot me i'd rather die than to still be here and lester shoots the person holder instead and says go so he has this like moment of defiance at the end where he kind of holds the door to stop them from getting out and then shoots himself and it's kind of this little heroic last last moment uh for this person who you know clearly because he's missing an eye and his ears also damaged like he clearly resisted a lot more than most people and he doesn't want to be in this and he's just been broken down enough that he was and it's almost like sarah kind of reminded him of what freedom kind of felt like or what the desire for that was mm-hmm. so he kind of has this one last hurrah of like letting her escape and the big ending of the movie is that she gets outside she runs like down the street and round the corner and she's like you know she's she's panting she's out of breath she's you know the blood all over her head from from killing jerry and she realizes that the the, the, the apartment complex she's now standing in front of also has the symbol that you know was branded behind her ear that you know this com- this uh, cult symbol essentially and this place's alarm starts going off because there's, there's one tease early on in the movie when they're in the security room uh, when she's like given like duty to watch the cameras she notices mm-hmm. there's, a, there's a camera in there and she's like oh who's watching us then if we're all watching all these cameras who's watching us and you know uh, brian just says oh that's not for us to know uh mm-hmm. but you get the sense okay it's not just one place there's multiple places yeah and then we see like alarms going off down the street so it's like every third building essentially in this area of la is one of these places and it's kind of the the idea that they are genuinely slowly trying to take over the planet they they want to actually turn the entire planet into one giant community like theirs which i, I guess you know i think it could maybe be alluded to fascism as well as maybe something sure. in there uh or maybe even communism might even be a better comparison mm-hmm. for, for this one but uh you know and, and, and like then when i feel like when you see this like um uh yeah, like, uh, you know, when at the end you, you see these, uh, like, all these communities are the same, like, too. Like, also, like, kind of reminded me of, like, gentrification. Like, it's, mm. you know, like... Um, I don't see that. Like, yeah, just, like, all these places kind of moving in and just all becoming the same and whatnot. Yeah. Also, just, like, I, I think <clears throat> the reason why I said communism is because that was very much the fears that communism was going to slowly, like, creep in and take over. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I can kind of see this being, like, you know, the sort of slow creep in and take over of everything. Not that I think it's specifically about communism. Because uh, if right, anything, right. like, mm-hmm. you know, we don't necessarily worry about that anymore. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, obviously, fascism's still a bit of a, an issue uh, that we, yeah. we have to deal with. Uh, but... You know, I like. I actually, you know, it's it's a shame that it's not it's not hitting those great beats. It's it's a shame that the style mm-hmm. is not quite there to really put it over the edge because it yeah. does have like ideas. It does have these these story ideas and these themes and the 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 character. It's... You know, because the the movie, like, the final shot of the mm-hmm. movie is as she notices all these alarms, she kind of clenches her fist and decides to run. So she's running yeah. like past all these places, like even though how hard it is to dodge all these places, no matter how many people are going mm-hmm. to come after her and make her be. It, in many ways, it's kind of almost a similar theme to Night of the Living Dead. It's about not conforming. It's about sure. being yourself and not just being part <coughs> of the horde and not just being part mm-hmm. of what the society is telling you to be, mm-hmm. uh, kind of thing. So it's it's got all those elements. It's, it's got these ideas, and uh, it just it could just be it's... I don't know. A stronger piece of cinema to back up the ideas, I guess. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, at the very least, at least uh, you know there is more to grasp onto this than you know just some you know random Hollywood CGI ghost you know horror movie or something oh, that sure. it's like you know oh like 
this is bad, but it also like doesn't have anything to say. Like, you know, not saying that this movie's bad or anything, but like, <clears throat> you know, uh, it's always more interesting that there's stuff that you can look at here and you know, kind of uh, dissect um, versus just whatever boilerplate, you know, by the numbers kind of thing that we watch a lot of. Yeah, no, I mean, it's definitely better than all. I mean, honestly, this, this is probably in the, what, the, the upper, like, 30% of quality that we watch just because, you know, we do watch <laughs> a lot of bad stuff. And yeah. we, we have, I, I feel like this does have something to say. It's got some themes mm-hmm. and it's, it's, everything about everything about the technical side is very serviceable and i, I think that's you know w- mm. what makes it kind of fall flat a little bit is that it just it never quite becoming it becomes that engaging to really be like because I, I felt like this last like 10 15 minutes i felt like i should be like fist pumping that she's finally fighting back and i i, I should be fist pumping at the ending which she's fi- she's still willing to fight even though the odds are like so much stacked against her now more than she even knew before and i should be <laughs> i should care that you know this guy sacrificed herself and that she was able to like convince one person just one not every, not anyone else but just one person was convinced that sh- you know they, c- they should escape they shouldn't be part of this like yeah all these things are things that should feel like really captivating and like you know like i say fist pump moments mm-hmm. and they don't and I, I think that's kind of where you know I, it's not that i'm apathetic like i you know i get what it's doing and i'm like oh, okay that that works well enough but right, instead yeah. instead of feeling it i'm going that works well enough and there's a difference between those two things no, totally. And, uh, yeah, again, I don't want to, like, you know, make fun of it or, or, you know, uh, disparage it too much or whatever, but, like, um, yeah, I just wish there was maybe a better style or, you know, like, sense of atmosphere or something around it or, or look or something that, you know, like you said, you, you have this really, you know, these good ideas and these themes, but you just need maybe something on the actual film quality or you know stylistic side to kind of bolster it up and really you know marriage the two into something great yeah and it's not even i mean i talk about style but i mean i was joking earlier about you know shooting it in 16 millimeter to give it a look but i mean <laughs> we're not just solely talking about how the movie looks in terms of its you know color palette and it's it's aesthetic we're we're also talking about just you know actual direction in the sense that like you you can build a lot of style out from how you shoot the movie from Something as simple of like you know, I don't know, longer takes like you know maybe mm-hmm. maybe a, a more ob- observational style of shooting to maybe mimic the, the security camera idea or so something like that mm-hmm. something something to build the sense that she's always being watched or something you know but it's, it's shot very conventionally it's very simple there's, there's, I can't yeah. think of any real moments in the movie where I I, I sort of said to myself oh that this is a, that was a really nice nice shot or a really idea or, or a really inventive way to cut cut the sequence there was never anything like that there was never a mm. moment where i felt engaged because the 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 character of the the camera as it were uh is, yeah. is doing something interesting uh and i, I think that's where it, it it falls short probably that's probably the biggest problem that it has um yeah. and then maybe i mean yeah maybe the writing could be a little stronger uh, it could be mm-hmm. a little more uh i don't know but i i think honestly the direction is probably the biggest thing that would mm-hmm. and again it's very serviceable it's not it's not bad there's much 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 worse yeah but it's just not hitting those high notes to make it really something special yeah i guess it's kind of a, a compliment to the story though that it's like you know we're, we're still pretty positive i guess because the story is so good that you know those little uh 
you know things aside that it's still you know able to bolster and make an interesting movie to watch you know yeah i do wonder yeah like if because it's a writer director here david m armor mm. wrote and directed it. i do wonder if you if you give if you take his script and give it to and i don't mean you know uh, you know it's all here but i wonder if you give his script to another director if you give his script to mm. you know i'm gonna try to give an example i mean maybe uh, karen kasama from the invitation is the obvious choice just because i compared <laughs> it to that a couple of times but like if you give his, his script to another director d- d- does it does that extra voice for a visual style or does, does that like elevate it to the point where we would be talking about this as if it's really special whether the yeah. where another director would hold in because i, I think Obviously, auteurs who do the writing and the directing, and that, that's something that's really great when you have someone who's good at it. But I do wonder if sometimes some of these like smaller movies fall victim to the the idea that it's almost like the the script and in the script, the the director knows exactly what he wants these things to be, so he doesn't mm-hmm. really challenge it when he he shoots it. He doesn't challenge it at any point later with more creativity. He just kind mm-hmm. of accepts that his story is already good enough. That that's true, you know. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not saying oh, every other director is like that. Of course it's not. That's not true mm-hmm. at all. But I do get the sense that sometimes that's an issue where, like, having an other director look at the material then makes them challenge. Goes, okay, how can I get the feeling that I want this scene to feel through the shooting on top of what's on the page? And I feel like yeah. here there's none of that. It's just, no, I'll, what I wrote on the page is good, so I'm just going to cover it as simply as possible and just do it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, you know, it's two very different uh, skill sets, so... You know, there's plenty of examples of, you know, people that can do both, uh, for sure. But, mm. um, yeah, I mean, it, you know, it, but I mean, maybe you're a really good writer doesn't automatically mean that, yeah, you're the, the best director or, uh, or maybe you are a, a good director, but maybe, yeah, if you're too, you know, precious about your own material or whatever. And it, obviously, none of this is a hard and fast rule. There's definitely examples. Of I would say Christopher mm-hmm. Nolan's a better director than a writer, but... Mm-hmm. He, he does write for his own movies and he writes inventively enough with these concepts that i don't really want him like i don't really want other people writing these you know movies without him involved uh sure. and on a you know a similar vibe but the opposite way josh whedon's definitely more of a writer than a director but mm. we've seen examples of other people directing his scripts in the past and they, they, they just kind of don't get his thing so they just kind of like they ignore all of the whedon elements of it and he kind of <laughs> needs to be there to like maintain like the, what's in his script actually comes across uh but then there's other examples where yeah like ridley scott's actually a very good visual director but he needs a good script and if you don't give him a good script then his movie's going to be trash <laughs> so yeah <laughs> uh you know and but then there's of course writer directors who are just you know like i don't know david lynch for example <laughs> like maybe that's too, too, too weird of an example but he certainly knows what he's doing and he certainly sure like tackle but that's another example where he almost has to direct his own stuff in a, in a weird way because um, imagine reading some of his scenes on a page <laughs> without him knowing what he's going to do with it with in, in the the filmmaking later um yeah in fact that, that's almost a detriment to the scripts is that if they know they're going to shoot it they don't necessarily feel that they have to write down as much because like okay i know how i'm going to shoot this i know how this is going to feel later mm-hmm. so the script is very kind of like oh i'll just vaguely say <laughs> this is what's going yeah. to happen and i'm not saying david lynch <laughs> does that but i can imagine that there's some directors who probably don't put as much in the script because they know they're shooting that they know they're picking everything anyway so yeah but yeah it's just it's, it's rough uh Anyway, obviously there's still details that have to be there for other people who are looking at, you know, like the the set designer, for example, or whatever, needs to mm-hmm. be able to read details. But anyway, the point mm-hmm. I'm making, I guess, is that I just, yeah, 
you know, maybe David Marmer can can keep improving. I, I don't know if this is like. Uh, let me click on him and see what he's done so far. Let's see if this is an early film with his. Yeah, yeah, this is kind of. He's done like a TV episode and a couple of shorts. This was his first feature led mm-hmm. movie. So, you know, I mean, I could see him improving. I, I could see this being kind of the, the, the early step. If you go back and look yeah. at uh, Mike Flanagan's first movie, Absentia, <laughs> I think it was called, <laughs> that movie. Mm-hmm is garbage like <laughs> like it is terrible <clears throat> it's got a really good mm-hmm. idea unfortunately but the actual like the acting in the direction is terrible so yeah. uh you know good things can come of uh directors and there's potential here so definitely yeah. i mean i you know i'd be more than happy to you know, give his next thing a shot yeah so uh i i guess we'll uh we'll we'll rate the movie then uh tim what you've sure. given it uh, I, I think I'll just give it a, a straight six, um, you know, which again, it's, uh, you know, th- to me that, you know, it, it's good, but you know, it's not great. It's not amazing. It's, um, you know, it, it's a decent watch, you know, like we said, like, you know, Hey, it's a great movie to stream. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, uh, it, it's good, but it's just, uh, you know, like we said, it's kind of just missing that oomph to, you know, really get it over the, the edge and, you know, perk it up to something else. Yeah, I uh, I might go a little nudge higher. I may say six point five. Mm-hmm. I I think because I think there's good a lot of good elements in the story, and I think it almost gets gets to that good level. It's mm-hmm. it's one of those things where it, it's just almost there, almost frustratingly so to being good. Sure, uh, it's got mm-hmm. a, a little bit of a hill to claim to be great, but it, it's it's almost just in that good realm. So I think six point five because I always think of seven as being good, eight being great. So. I think 6.5 is kind of exactly where I feel like it belongs right now. Yeah. So there you go. That is a 1BR. If you made it to the end of the review, please do tell us in the mm-hmm. comments with, uh, I don't know, uh, the word Giles. Put the word Giles in chat uh, in the comments <laughs> if you if you made it this far. Uh, mm-hmm. But you can, of course, uh, like and subscribe. Liking is really important on YouTube as well, uh, as is the comments. Uh, let's mm-hmm. YouTube know it's worth recommending out to other people who are horror fans or or movie podcast fans, or whatever type of fans it could be. Uh, rate the podcast on Apple Podcasts, five stars as well, if you want to help us on the podcast end of things. Uh, of course, you can support us uh, via patreon.com slash TV as we mentioned earlier, for as little as $1 per month, so please do that. Get us on Twitter at ScreamsMidnight uh, for shenanigans and updates and all sorts. Uh, but otherwise, that is us. So thank you once again for watching and listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching scary movies, guys, and we will see you next time. Oh, actually, I forgot our new segment. Tim, <laughs> I'm going to count down three, two, one, and then you're going to okay. pause without cutting off okay. the top of your head, right? That's important. Okay. <laughs> right? Nothing cutting off the edges, except from the bottom, obviously. All right. Mm-hmm. Three, two, one, pause. That's, that's certainly interesting. Okay. Thanks mm-hmm. very much, guys. We'll see you next time.